0: Hey folks, just a quick note to let you know you can now support the podcast by shopping on Amazon.com. Just go to the specific page on Nerdist.com for this episode, click on the Amazon banner and shop as you normally would, and daddy gets a taste.
1: Now entering Nerdist.com.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Cook, and you found the Internet's number one most trusted source for Muppet boners and horny loners. Hey, if you're listening to this on Saturday, October 4th, or early enough on Sunday, I'll be at the Spider House Ballroom in Austin, Texas, Sunday the 5th, starting at 7 p.m., other than that, October 19th at the Virgil in Los Angeles, free show as always. Today we've got round one from a show recorded September 21st, 2014 at the Virgil, featuring Sam Levine, Giovanni Lenaio, Susanna Lee, and Heather Thompson, reading pieces they wrote in advance based upon topics of their choosing. Enjoy. I said a big round of applause for <laughs> all well, of your round two comics. Please welcome your first round one comic who's brought a prepared piece this evening. Susanna Lee, ladies and gentlemen.
2: It was Thursday evening. I was in my room doing my homework. Daddy was working late but called and said that he'd have a surprise for me when he came home. I was thinking about what it could be. Maybe a charm bracelet or another pony, or maybe that another does for round one.
0: To hear round two, you As can download episode ninety one next week. As I what lovely thing daddy would bring you me, like you heard, please I heard a subscribe loud crash and rate in, us on the iTunes. And the in the hallway. I ran to the door and opened it, and there was my, my youngest it. brother with a baseball in one hand and a broken at base at in the C other. Fanfic. See you next time.
2: Arnold, daddy told you a million times not to play ball in the house. He's going to be so mad. what you talking about, Kimberly? He replied, and ran down the hall into his bedroom. I watched him run away. I couldn't help it. His teeny tiny round butt bounced with every step. (laughs) Buttocks popping like the cans of biscuits that Mrs. Garrett made for brunch every Sunday morning. I went back to my desk but couldn't concentrate. My thoughts kept drifting back to Arnold. Ever since he and Dudley had been underwear models for the bike shop owner, he seemed different. (laughs) Maybe more mature, or more worldly, or more... I just couldn't put my finger on the right word. I could, however, put my finger on something else. <laughs> While my thoughts drifted to that sweet little bouncy, somewhat related to me ass, my hand had pulled up the skirt of my school uniform and had worked its way inside my white cotton panties, where my finger began lazily rubbing my freshly budded pink parts. It felt so wrong and it felt so good and I just had to moan out ooh oh oh, Arnold Arnold I didn't even have to practice that <laughs> at that moment my door swung open and my other brother Willis ran in Kimberly are you okay? I heard funny noises it sounded like you said Arnold I pulled my hand away from my rapidly moistening teenage slit but not fast enough to elude Willis from quickly figuring out what he'd walked in on Oh, are you... Wait. Oh, Kimberly, you nasty girl. (laughs) I began to stammer out an excuse. No, I I had an itch. I was just scratching. uh... Willis gave me a look that was a mix of disgust and lust. You don't need to make excuses, Kimberly. I like nasty. (laughs) And with that, he came to me, swept my books off the desk and hopped up to sit directly in front of me. He began stroking his crotch and I remembered when Daddy brought them home. It was Christmas (laughs) And since I already had a stable full of ponies That had been dyed various shades of pink and purple And was too old for any more Barbies He finally acquiesced And got me what I'd been asking for Since we'd watched the new miniseries Roots (laughs) A pair of young negro playthings And here was the older one Sitting before me with a big bulge In his tight high-waisted jeans I'd always thought that these jeans were all he had But from the look of what was growing inside them I was wrong I reached out to release the growing member Which sprang free like a jack in the box Willis reached out to grab my breast, But I shied away I was embarrassed by their diminutive size Even though I begged Daddy had refused to buy me breast implants Mostly because they had only been uh, invented a month earlier And were currently made of Ziploc bags full of motor oil <laughs> But Willis persisted, saying, "'It don't matter what you got. Not a lot, so what?
1: "'They have
2: theirs, you have yours, and I have mine. "'Together we'll be fine.' (laughs) And with that, he ripped off my blouse and began manhandling my nipples. I I cried out loudly in a mixture of surprise, excitement, and pain, and again my door burst open, and in came Arnold. I guess their mother didn't teach them to knock before she died.' Or maybe it was just a black thing That a lily white princess like myself could never understand (laughs) He took in the scene in front of him Pushed out his plump, juicy, dick-sucking lips And said, what you cockin' about, Willis? Hey Arnold, come over here and introduce our sister to the real gooch (laughs) And with that, Arnold approached Shimmying out of his adorable teensy little jeans As he scampered towards us I couldn't believe what I saw This pint-sized imp had a cock that hung to his precious little knees and it wasn't even fully hard. I fell from my chair under my knees, never taking my eyes off the monster in front of me, which was growing harder and harder by the second. I felt a hand on the back of my neck. Willis had hopped off my desk and was now directing my head towards Arnold's massive meat stick. Come on, Kimberly, give the gooch a kiss or he's going to steal your lunch money. (laughs) I looked up at Arnold. Well, not Up. I was on my knees, which put me at eye level with him. <laughs> so I looked at Arnold, and he offered, he offered an encouraging, what you talking about? <laughs> so I reached out and gingerly touched his massive one-eyed pants monster. It twitched as I held it. Willis murmured in my ear, it likes you, give it a kiss. <laughs> as I slowly moved closer to it, pursing my lips for the kiss, I wondered, does it taste like chocolate? It looks like it would. Such a creamy brown. I gave it a tiny kiss, then opened my mouth and gave it a longer one. As I took the giant into my mouth, I felt Willis lift up my skirt and pull my panties down to my knees. Dang, Kimberly, that's one fine pink pussy. I imagine mine was the first Park Avenue pussy he'd ever seen. (laughs) Having been raised in Harlem, I figured that all the pussies he'd previously experienced were covered in rat droppings and eviction notices. (laughs) I felt his tongue lick the crack of my ass and his fingers began to play with my dripping cunt. I didn't know if I could take his thick digits as the biggest thing I'd ever had inside me was Mrs. Garrett's pinky when she was giving me the talk. (laughs) You know, explaining to me the facts of life. But my lady junk was so slippery that two of Willis's fingers slipped easily inside with no resistance at all, a fact that was not lost on him, because I continued to try and fit as much of Arnold's gargantuan cock in my mouth as I could. Willis snuggled up behind me, rubbed the head of his cock up and down my gash a few times, then shoved it into the hilt without any resistance. I guess my ritzy cherry had been previously taken by the ponies, by riding the ponies. With a saddle (laughs) Don't make this gross (laughs) After rocking back and forth for several minutes Forward pushing Arnold's cock further down my throat Back shoving myself deeper onto Willis They decided to switch places After having Arnold's record-breakingly sized member in my mouth Willis's meat was a vacation Though the story was different down below I felt my pussy stretch to its limit To accommodate the huge black salami being thrust upon me like a battering ram I felt sweaty and dirty and hot, really fucking hot. <laughs> I was moaning onto Willis's cock. He was grunting with lust, and Arnold was muttering in time with his motions What you talking about, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was so intense that I didn't notice the door to my room open once more. I nearly jumped out of my dripping skin when I heard a voice boom Boys, unhand my daughter! Kimberly, get over here! And suck my dick. <laughs> yes daddy I hurried over to him and dropped to my knees as he unbuckled his trousers I took his borderline elderly flaccid pink dick into my mouth and suckled on it I had never felt a soft dick much less sucked one and it reminded me of a baby jellyfish made of chewing gum but not for long his, as his dick quif- quickly stiffened somewhat It was the 80s, pre-Viagra, and that dude was old. He motioned for the boys to come over to us and restart what we had not yet finished. But with Daddy in my mouth, how was I to accommodate both Arnold and Willis? They somehow knew what to do. (laughs) Arnold laid below me and guided my quivering hole onto his light post of a tool. As Willis knelt behind me and poked the head of his thankfully average-sized man root into my virgin asshole... I gasped, and Daddy shoved himself further into my mouth. We all moved in sync as only a true family can. (laughs) And after a few minutes that felt like blissful eternity, Daddy pulled out of my mouth and erupted all over my face. It dripped down onto Arnold below me, who just at that moment released what felt like a gallon of chocolate milk into me. It was so hard and so much that I thought it might shoot all the way up through my body and out my nose." Willis could feel the throbbing release through the thin membrane between my pussy and ass and also finished with a grunting moan. We collapsed into a pile on the plush pink carpet of my bedroom and lay there together, our breathing slowly returning to normal. All of a sudden, the doorknob turned and Mrs. Garrett backed into the room, her arms full of laundry. She turned, saw the scene before her, screamed and dropped everything. What? What is going on here? What do you call this mess? She shrieked. Daddy looked up from the sticky love muck we were tangled up in, raised his eyebrows, and said, The Aristocrats. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Right.
0: Susanna Lee, let her hear it. Thanks, Susanna. Keep it going for Heather Thompson. Alice
3: had been lonely lately. Lonely in that desperate way where you can find yourself spending a Saturday night making soup and then talking to it. She thought that at times she expected too much from her days. Was this all life was? Doing her dental assistant job, then getting home at night in time to watch Say Yes to the Dress! (laughs) Love that show. And falling asleep on the couch. She hadn't had much of a love life in a long time. Her vagina was emptier than a Halloween superstore in January. <laughs> she had tried Match, OK Cupid, It's Just Lunch, and all the other dating sites, but got tired of messages from prison inmates and guys going through divorces asking to eat her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> <It> happens. <laughs> She'd given up. Her mom had even stopped asking about her love life and was just sending her a lot of sassy manuals on how modern women could fix their own cars. The spunky girl's guide to her carburetor, be your own dipstick, that sort of thing. It didn't matter at this point. She was content to let her pussy and ovaries dry up like those scones in the dollar basket at her local coffee shop. Her and her reproductives could be cheap leftovers. She stopped at her local Vons to get dinner. Just something light, lean cuisine, crackers, 12 hot dogs eaten straight from the package, because, (laughs) hey, it says pre-cooked on the outside. What does it matter anymore? (laughs) (laughs) She was standing in frozen foods, her perfect little pink nipples getting hard from the cold. She always meant to leave a sweater in her car. She stared at the hungry man, wondering how much saturated fat was in it and if hungry man was single. (laughs) <laughs> Suddenly she felt the light gleaming off the glass doors a few feet down The way it does in movies when people are about to fall in love Or someone's dying and going to heaven She peered closer and stopped in her tracks for a moment It was a joke, a mirage, it had to be She was used to seeing the usual flavors The Cherry Garcias The Fish Food The New York Superfudge Chunk Even Chunky Monkey. What was it with people and bananas? Or monkeys, for that matter. (laughs) This was different, though. This was new. They never, ever, ever had Chubby Hubby. Sure, it was something she tried a few times in her youth, thought about since then. Oh, God, that peanut butter in her supple mouth but then it went away something that technically existed but was elusive to her and the few other tub lovers who wanted that chubby husband as she opened the freezer doors the cold blasted her tits and hit her in the face like a gentleman that doesn't know how to warn you her hand grasped the thick pint god this put a coke can to shame this was it this was dinner she hurried home and plopped down on the couch. Flipping through the channels, she settled on a bad Katherine Heigl rom-com. If she was going to hate her life, she was going to hate her life. You know what I mean? But it didn't matter what she watched. She had her chubby hubby. The thick white cream felt so good, filling her mouth salty and sweet at the same time. As she plunged her spoon deeper, she felt like she started to hear a strange murmur but coming from where? Leaning forward, she heard a whisper saying, "'Let me appreciate you.'" What? "'Let me appreciate you.'" Oh my God, it was coming from her chubby hubby. She put the pint to her ear. "'Let me appreciate you. Let me make love to you. Let me be your fat husband that you are slightly better looking than who is so grateful.'" Mm, Let me be so grateful all over you Oh God, she was really losing it She hadn't hallucinated this bad Since her weird hippie friend had suggested They soak their tampons in mushrooms (laughs) She threw the ice cream across the room And lay down with her head in her hands God, just breathe, just breathe She felt a cold drop on her neck ice cream had come back to her and was oozing itself down her collarbone onto her swelling tits it whispered in her ear that siren song of all rapists just let it happen (laughs) let it happen and while this is a terrible line and never works or should be used this was motherfucking ice cream and she let it happen (laughs) suddenly it was oozing all down her body the peanut butter melting like hot wax in a latin music video The cold cream filling her mouth again. Little licks of fudge danced on the inside of her thick thighs, which were definitely thick from all the emotional eating. She felt her labia slowly open. She winced once like a nervous schoolgirl as the rock-hard peanut-butter-filled pretzel entered her. (laughs) Oh, God. Chubby hubby sure was chubby. Her mouth and vagina stuffed with cream. It was like Ben and Jerry were there in her own living room, Eiffel Towering her. God, this stuff was really filling. The cream spilled out of her, even circling her taint and opening her up to the butt stuff she'd never done because she really was a Charlotte at heart. I can't believe you got that. It rocked It rocked her body, her back arched, and her nipples pointed to the sky as visions of pure Vermont cows and sugar from maple syrup danced in her cunt. (laughs) Her body convulsed. Heigl's face melted on her TV screen as she screamed, I'll never know love like that. She shook and came and came, squirting until ice cream covered the walls like a diabetic Pollock's wet dream. (laughs) Collapsing in a heap on the floor, she laughed and said to herself, God. If it's not fun, why do it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Heather Thompson, what may or may not have been fiction. Give it over to Sam Levine, ladies and gentlemen. You can do better than that. All the way to the mic for Mr. Sam Levine.
4: Fade in. It's dusk as we settle onto a palatial mansion on the beaches of Southern California. Sitting alone inside the mansion's living room is movie star Vincent Chase. The camera pans back to reveal he's watching a very tame gay porno. (laughs) Just then, Turtle walks in the front door, busting Vince's private viewing. Oh shit, Vince, I didn't mean to interrupt anything. Wait, what the fuck? Turtle queried. I'm researching my role in the new Lars von Trier movie I just signed on for, explains Vince. (laughs) It's about this despondent gay guy who has lots of sex, finds no meaning in life, and may or may not be a Nazi sympathizer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear you, man. Nothing wrong with doing a little homework, says Turtle. You know, I got your back if you need anything, Vince. Well, actually, he said, I think Lars is expecting me to do some of the sex stuff for real with the other actors, and... I think it'd really help if I were familiar with what being with another man is like before I shoot. Oh, I'm not so sure about that, Vince. You know, I love you and all, but that might be too much for me, Turtle pleaded. I'll tell you what, said Vince, as he put a reassuring hand on his old friend's shoulder. I'll start, so it's not so weird. (laughs) but before he could utter another word of trepidation, Turtle's pants were being lowered by Vince with lightning speed. Vince, I'm not really comfortable, he tried to insist, but once that A-lister's full lips were wrapped around his cock, he started singing a completely different tune. Oh my god, this feels amazing! Vin, this is the best blowjob I've ever had! And just as Turtle begins having his mind blown, the front door opens again to reveal Eric, Vince's oldest friend and manager. "'Fuck me! Am I in the right house?' he screams as he sees his two closest pals engaged in intense fellatio. "'It's not what you think, E!' Turtle forces out between waves of pleasure. "'Vince is prepping for a roll, and I'm just helping. "'In fact, he's got the softest fucking lips I've ever felt. "'It's like they were made for giving head. "'In fact, I bet you all my shares of Evian tequila if you think I'm wrong.' (laughs) Eric thinks for a moment Then decides it's worth having Vince's mouth on his dick for a few seconds If it means a shot at turtle's sure to be fortune Eric says Okay, ten fucking seconds And then those shares are mine (laughs) And with that, Vince releases turtle From his suction stronghold And pivots on his knees over to Eric With even more intensity than last time He slides Eric out of his pants And directly into his mouth "'Holy shit. Holy fucking shit, Vince, this is incredible,' he declares. Feeling bold, he says, "'Turtle, stick a few fingers in my butt. "'Sloan used to do it all the time for me, and it's the only way I can come.'" Turtle, now beyond turned on, doesn't think twice, after all. He's got money riding on this BJ. So just as he's sliding three wet fingers into Eric's ripe asshole... Johnny Drama enters the house. Baby bro, my fucking eyes! What the fuck are you doing? He blubbers. It's cool, Johnny. It's for a role, Vince moans as he momentarily takes his lips off Eric's throbbing cock. Really, says Drama? You think they got a part in it for me? (laughs) Absolutely, Vince says. There's a great supporting character in the script of a guy who loves giving rim jobs. It's got Oscar written all over it. Golden Globe, at least. (laughs) That's all drama needed to hear. Without hesitation, he gets down on all fours and starts licking Turtle's fudge factory with reckless abandon. Turtle, now in ecstasy, still with three fingers inside Eric, uses his free hand to lube up his own dick. Because even though he hasn't said anything, it seems pretty obvious to him that Vince is presenting. So with the mechanical precision of a guy who's clearly had too much practice on young, drunk fangirls, he glides himself firmly into Vince's puckered ass. Vince is startled at first but then begins to enjoy it with every thrust sinking deeper and deeper into an almost James Franco-like transcendence <laughs> into his role. <laughs> and there they are, the most loyal foursome in Hollywood engaging in a medi scale epic orgy. <laughs> Turtle fucking Vince and fingering Eric, Johnny now stroking himself and licking Turtle's cornhole as if his life depended on it, and Vince sucking Eric's cock with such authority, you could practically hear him thinking to himself, I am Queens Boulevard. (laughs) Just then, at its most intense moment, when all four men are about to fire their loads, Super Agent Ari Gold walks in, and for the first time in his life, is truly speechless. (laughs) All four men stop, knowing that Ari, undoubtedly one of the most powerful players in the game, could easily put an end to each of their careers if he wanted to. Will he understand that this is just the natural progression of a couple of artists and their devoted friends, or jump to conclusions and forever change the course of their lives? The house sits silent for a full minute. Finally, Ari blurts out, I've been waiting years for this! <laughs> Lloyd's been giving me blowjob lessons at lunch since the 90s! <laughs> and with that, he immediately rips off his clothes and dives right onto Vince's hard cocked tongue first. He starts sucking with the kind of glee and enthusiasm that poor Mrs. Ari hasn't seen in decades. <laughs> wow, says Eric, noticing Ari's fully intact foreskin. You must be the only Jewish guy in L.A. who isn't circumcised. How'd that happen? ''Oh, I was born in Sweden,'' Ari confides. ''My dad was working there for a few years, and by the time he moved back to the States, I was already five. My mother thought I was too old for a bris.'' ''So is it true that uncut guys have more intense orgasms?'' asks Eric.'' I think you're going to have to judge for yourself, you Sparrow Bing and sl- Sparrow Pizza Sling and Dwarf," he replied. Almost nailed it. <laughs> and almost as if he wanted to hurt him as much as he wanted to pleasure him, Eric starts using his left hand to give Ari the world's most aggressive dry tug job outside of a federal penitentiary. <laughs> Looks like that's what being a prick to a short guy for so many years gets you. <laughs> Now the orgy is full steam ahead. Everyone couldn't be more into it. It seems this previously unspoken lust and desire was a mutually shared fantasy finally come to life. All the fellas' bodies were practically moving in unison, like a well-oiled five-man sex bicycle. As each man felt he was near ejaculation, he would hold back, not wanting to let this incredible moment end. And finally, after nearly 40 sweaty, intense, erotic minutes of experimentation and... Character study. They could all feel the end was near. Turtle, having held his load back the longest, could no longer contain it. I'm gonna shoot, Vince! I'm gonna fucking shoot! Don't do it inside me, man, Vince begged. I'm getting my asshole bleached tomorrow, and I don't want any residual dripping to sneak out. <laughs> Turtle obliged and quickly pulled out. Then, almost as if he'd been waiting for the opportunity his whole life, Johnny Drama flipped him around and immediately uh, immediately deep-throated Turtle's cock, sucking it clean of all the built-up Santorum in one enthusiastic slurp. Come on. Turtle fires off an amount of cum worthy of a horse being put out to stud. Johnny, so desperate to impress, tries to swallow it all in one gulp, but fails. The overflow (laughs) spilling from his mouth onto Vince's $30,000 Persian rug. (laughs) Don't worry about the carpet, Johnny, gasped Vince, as he finally reaches his breaking point and comes in Ari's mouth with no warning. (laughs) Ari, caught off guard by the surging baby sauce on his tongue, loses his pace and momentarily lets Vince slip out of his mouth. But it's too late, and now Vince is jizzing all over Ari's face and bare chest, the milky white joy juice dripping down his surgically sculpted pecs, like the sugary glaze being poured on a piping hot donut fresh out of the oven. God damn it! Fucking Lloyd was good for something after all, Ari screamed, as the bath of his number one's client's seed was just what he needed to climax. And with that, Eric's seemingly painful fuck-you handjob to Ari suddenly backfires as Ari blasts his perfect Jew semen directly into Eric's eye. Motherfucker! That burns like a goddamn son of a bitch, Ari! How can you have such shitty aim? Eric barked. How the fuck am I going to jizz now? Leave that to me, whispered Vince, taking his last breath before going in for the payoff. Then, he began to make a hand mouth vacuum like that of a a $5,000-a-night hooker and sucked like his livelihood depended on it. It was simply too much for Eric to take. In spite of the fiery, semitic splooge blinding his eyes, he could only last a matter of seconds before unleashing his spunk into Vince's throat. "'Holy shit!' Turtle screamed as the force of Eric's orgasm caused his rectum to tighten up like a retarded monkey's fist, nearly breaking all three of Turtle's fingers." remember he was fisting and and even though he'd later claim it was the first time he was with a man, Vince guzzled all of Eric's cum in one shot without so much as a drop hitting his chin (laughs) Eric, Vince, Turtle and Ari were now collapsed in a heap of bodies on the floor, sighs of relief and ecstasy brimming about them which left only Johnny Drama who'd been playing with himself to no avail for a solid ten minutes before (laughs) stopping Sorry guys, I really can't get off unless someone runs their fingers through my hair and talks dirty to me Johnny explained Whoa, 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 that shit's a little too gay for me, the rest of the group mumbled Yeah, I'm willing to try new stuff, but that would just creep me out, Turtle said As he gave Johnny ever the slightest of winks that really meant Meet me in your bedroom in five minutes and we'll continue this party on our own But there they were, the five most badass guys from humble beginnings in New York, living their dreams out in Hollywood as they lay naked in a mound of sweat, caked-on semen, and happiness. And just then, at their most perfect moment, in walked Reggie and Jay, the two nerdy high school guys from that party in the Valley the gang went to the night Aquaman opened. (laughs) Christ, Vince, you gotta help us! Reggie put way too many rupees in this girl drink, girl's drink and I think she's fucking dead! Jay blurted out before realizing they'd stumbled into something of a gay Malibu sex dungeon. Oh man, uh, what were you guys doing? Reggie asked innocently enough. I'll tell you what we were doing, Ari declared. Our fucking jobs. Now let's hug it out, bitches. And see.
0: <laughs>
4: Sam Levine! Keeping on for
0: your final round one competitor, Giovanni Linao.
1: <clears throat> A heavy night breeze moved through the marsh, parting its grasses and blowing the warm, damp smell of the swamp in through the window. Guttural moans and frightening growls undulated through bark walls as Shrek ploughed into Princess Fiona. <laughs> he was mounted upon her with his with her thick, echoing thighs straddling his girthy waist, his dirty hands clutching her big, green breasts. Shrek tried not to think about how many times they'd gone through this exact scenario before. The candles made of their earwax, the rose-colored termite wings scattered on the bed, a bottle of bubbly, sparkling eyeballs. This was Thursday date night. Every week, romantic setup, weed rat stew, missionary position until he slimes. (laughs) three years of marriage and already sex felt like a storyline with too many lackluster spin-offs Shrek tried to focus but he was far, far away and so was his ogre boner (laughs) he rolled onto his back and the two stared through the open top of their tree stump house you didn't come, said Fiona Shrek shook his head silent is it is it because I'm ugly now? she asked hideously <laughs> <laughs> Shrek took her sweet face into his hands and replied with truest sincerity Hey, now, you're an all star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the night sky they saw donkey and dragon flying above the house harnessed together in intense interspecies lovemaking. Dragon was riding donkey through the air cowgirl style, her scaly body pulsating with each flap of her wings. So that's how they do it. <sighs> if a donkey and a dragon can make sex work, then we should too, Shrek. I'm open to everything. I mean it. Let's do something. Anything. Tell me what you want. C-c-c-c-c-c-c- As if on cue, who should tumble out of the pantry but Prince Charming, that supremely handsome and evil antagonist from latter installments? That nasty little voyeur loved watching ogres bump in uglies. Also centaurs. (laughs) prince charming's cock was in his hand and there had to be a spell at work it was so perfect no veins even tone heavy thick and proportionately long balls present but not noteworthy and even his pubic hair flipped with grace in slow motion his discovery was unexpected and prince charming's face was flush with humiliation fiona was into that A high status, all embarrassed and vulnerable Gave her ogre hole an excited little squirt of lime juice (laughs) Fuck him, Shrek said Still not attempting an accent (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him now Fiona did not delay She climbed down from the bed and into a backward crawl toward Prince Charming That perverted, pathetic heap on their floor Fiona's purposeful reverse crawl allowed her to give Prince Charming a rude view of her thunderous deep olive ass meat while maintaining her eye contact with Shrek, her one true love. Prince Charming sat stunned as Fiona's twin boulder butt seemed to roll toward him, trembling the earth. His wood was like Pinocchio telling a lie. Shrek's eyes were locked on his beautiful love, and he growled encouragement. Fiona ceased her crawling when her puss in boots hovered over the prince's golden scepter. But she was still not facing him She pressed her emerald elbows to the floor And her monster tits against Charming's knees She made her booty clap three times And then let her sloppy beast cunt drop down on that pretty blonde cock She was so wet and he was so hard That the penetration made a loud squish noise Like two fingers into a bowl of fresh guacamole Shrek snarled in ecstasy Cement couldn't make you this hard He pulled his fat green ogre beast rod From the opening in his tartan pants And started stroking His boner rushing with blood, mud, and power To conduct his own cuckolding To see his lover unswayed by a different alpha male It was the ultimate validation This dick was so legend That she could have had carriages and fondue parties But no, she wanted this dick (laughs) She could have lived in an extravagant palace But no, she needed this dick <laughs> She could have married this bitch Little white blonde prince Flipping his hair, square John, no scars Happily ever after But she had to have this motherfucking dick right here though <laughs> Shrek, Shrek Fiona called out his name even though she was still dick and pussy waltzing at the prince's royal ball. That goddess! It was the perfect move! This was the greatest fuck in Shrek's nouveau fairy tale and he wasn't even having it! What's that fairy godmother? Three wishes? I'll go fuck yourself we're all good in here. (laughs) Shrek snapped his fingers over the space next to him on the bed and the pair were there fast as they can like a gingerbread man. Shrek said to Fiona, be asleep, and Prince Charming needed no directions or prep time, for this was a fairy tale prince's bread and butter, doing stuff to sleeping girls. (laughs) (laughs) As Charming thrust his pitchfork into the monster mash, Shrek addressed the magic mirror hanging adjacent. Mirror, mirror on the wall, show me who's fucking one and all. Instantly across the frosted glass were Donkey and Dragon in their nighttime flight fuck. Then Rapunzel and her prince, using her long hair for bondage stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Then Little Red Riding Hood dabbling in edge play, making an incision into the big bad wolf's belly. Followed by an orgy seven dwarfs deep. Stacked on top of each other with their wrinkles and white beards, they looked like layers of cream in a decadent dessert. It wasn't sexy, but everybody liked parfait. (laughs) live local fairy tale porn glorified infidelity submission and dominance there was a lot going on but it wasn't until Fiona opened her eyes from doing sleep stuff and looked at Shrek her one true love that she slimed a cum bucket of happy green sludge making Prince Charming look like he just lost it double dare Shrek thought. Even while getting fucked by the golden dick of her alternate ending, she still only came when she saw me. So this is love. Shrek shoved Charming by his head out of Fiona and onto the floor. He looked at the toxic dump of monster sauce that is his wife's cum, knowing it meant that their marriage would be alright. And then in the morning, Donkey was making waffles! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he took one more look at Fiona's messy monster twat before he entered it and said, time to
0: get my swamp back. Thank you. G. <laughs> Giovanni You stay right here, Giovanni. Let's get everybody from round one back up. You guys are going to be voting on a winner uh, as they're coming up. I'm just going to remind you of what everybody read, so don't vote yet. Uh, We started with Susanna Lee with Different Strokes, then Heather Thompson with Chubby Hubby, Sam Levine with Entourage, and finally Giovanni Lanayo with Shrek. So, pick a favorite, starting with Susanna Lee, Different Strokes. Heather Thompson, Chubby Hubby. Sam Levine, Entourage. Giovanni Lanayo with Shrek. The now triply undefeated Giovanni Lanayo, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. Big round of applause for all of your round one comics. Thank you guys so much. That does it for round one. To hear round two, you can download episode 89 right now. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on iTunes. And for details on upcoming shows, you can follow me on Twitter at Brian Cooking or follow the show at CEFanfic. See you next time.
3: Now leaving Nerdist.com.